Hello everybody and welcome back to the BNB Podcast. This is episode 117, that is 117 for all of you who don't know numbers. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm your host, Brody. And we are back. It's been a couple weeks. Um, took time editing and uploading the last one. Um, fucking busy, let's just say that. I mean, October's been a hell of a month, everyone. Yeah, and it's only halfway there. <laughs> and we're basically living on a prayer at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been working a lot at the paint store that I um, recently got a job at, as well as Brody and I are back at the hockey rink. Oh boy. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that just sums it up. It's it's good to be back, and we've had like multiple conversations with each other and just with people there. It's good to be back. It's obviously a disaster. Um, could go into a little bit of detail without divulging too much. Uh, both Brody and I worked there before. If you haven't checked out the episodes where we talked about it, definitely recommend. Those are good episodes. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we really enjoy talking about some of the experiences. Uh, we bitch and complain a lot about that place, but I think deep down we both really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we worked there for quite a few years. I worked there for about three and a half. Brody worked there for about two and a half. And we had hella, hella times there, both good and bad. And then we both ended up leaving due to, you know, Brody got a different job, better paying job. Um, and then I just couldn't deal with the management there at the time. So I was like, yeah, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna head on out. Um, fast forward about a year. Um, and yeah, about a year, year and a half, I guess. Yeah. Post the big wave of COVID, and they reopened under new management. So, you know, we were like, hey, why don't we join? We'll see what happens. Um, we had, you know, it's a medium to high expectations that everything will work out, because I mean, both of us kind of needed the income and the job, so it was. Is pretty much well hopefully this pans out because they don't really have a choice um kind of skeptical skeptical that is a word of the day skeptical. gravel don't ask me what it fucking means uh <laughs> we were kind of skeptical about the whole situation especially after like we first got there but i'm not feeling too bad about it now i mean everyone's asking for our advice it's kind of cool to be the experts on such a big establishment like yeah it, it is a big um place to run and just being asked our opinions and our expertise is kind of cool so we're gonna run the building we're gonna take over and we're gonna perform a fucking mutiny yeah we'll own the whole building yeah. everything will be ours yeah no it's definitely nice to be back um i have pretty much been off since um like covid started um, so this is like my first job back in about a year and a half. So first shift was real rough because it was, I shouldn't say it was a long one. Our shifts are never super long. Mm-hmm. It's just that we do a lot of running around, yeah. like moving around. I shouldn't say, well, moving heavy things. Those shams can be pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, putting a lot of steps in a day. So after the first day, I was obviously wiped. And then talked to our, I guess, boss, manager, mm-hmm. told him I want more shifts, and now I work pretty much every day of the week. So, going to take a while to get back to use to that place, but it's nice that um, he listens to us, mm-hmm. like Minor Brandon's ideas, that's probably the best part about that. Yeah. Because um, we we've 
changed probably quite a few things for the good already. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like he, Brandon mentioned that like everyone asks us for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first game we were back, uh, Brandon was not up in suites with me, so I was with a whole bunch of new people, and they actually listened to what I not, really, not that I told them to you know go do this so I could do nothing, but mm-hmm. they listened. Uh, when I asked them to do stuff or help me with this, and then yeah. they went and um, like did not most of the stuff, but they helped me with a lot of stuff, so that was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been busy. Uh, <laughs> I literally have two days off this month, so it's pretty much work, work, work. Um, I am incorporating streams, though, because I do still want to pursue that kind of thing. I know Brody... It's also looking to do that and get into that. It's difficult with just how things are because shit's expensive and like streaming equipment's expensive and um, there's just expenses there that you just don't know about until it's like too late, I guess, or, you know. Yeah. So we're getting in the groove of things. Um, I know I keep saying that. It seems like, I mean, it's life, right? And I know, like, most people who watch this who are family and friends, they'll understand, you know, it's it's life. If you know us in our personal lives, you'll know we're fucking busy people. Um, we try to make time for, the, you know, our family and friends. Sometimes it gets away from us, as it does everyone. Yeah. But hopefully you guys will stick through with this journey. Thank you to the, like, consistent followers and consistent listeners of the podcast, though. Because, like, I notice... Even when we're gone for a while, there's still those, you know, five or six regular people who are in for all the episodes, like, week in, week out, hoping to get back to weekly uploads. It might be patchy here and there, but uh, we do thank you for your support. Yeah. Once we get, like, works... I know I've been absolutely wiped out, and I couldn't imagine Brandon with having pretty much two jobs now that I'm wiped out, so I, like, never have energy to do anything, come home after... Like I said, they're not long shifts, but we do a lot in the small time we're there. So you're wiped out. You don't want to do anything. We pretty much, we work, we come home, we eat. And by the time we eat, it's probably 10, 10, 30, 11-ish. And like, what do you do with that? The day's already over. Yeah. And like, Brandon works in the morning, so I don't start at least till four. Mm -hmm. But you sleep and there's not much to do in that like couple hour window because you can't really stream all the big streamers are streaming so there's no viewers left Mm -hmm. so there's just you just kind of do whatever you can clean up the house whatever but it's kind of hard to do anything else Mm -hmm. but we are trying our best and we hope that you guys all um kind of just understand i mean Obviously, for the most part, I'm sure everyone understands. Um, so, thank you for that. Yeah, for Anyways, sure. Anyways, moving on. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that episode with Kyle. It was the episode where we did the personality quiz. Yes. I know it's, it's been a while. I was going to say, what did we even do? It's been so long. We recorded that in September. It's now October, so you know. Yeah, that's that. wild. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, again, like I said, patchy uploads but we did enjoy that episode actually and we're looking at maybe doing some other quizzes or some interactive type things that um should make us think and make us kind of explore the questions a bit more and just maybe find out more about ourselves you know we were uh talking about doing a serial killer type quiz which brings us into the topic oh what a segue um (laughs) so 
I know it's been all over people's media if they follow this type of thing, and you're probably sick of hearing about it, and there's a million different crime podcasts you could probably listen to the same story about, but we're going to do it because content. Um, and that is... The Zodiac Kyler. Kyler? God damn it, yes. Kyler. Yeah, fucking Kyle. <laughs> Kyle all <laughs> along. He's a time traveler. Yeah, God damn it, Kyle. Um... Yeah, so Zodiac Killer. A little bit of backstory. He was a serial killer in the San Francisco Bay Area in the late 1960s. Um, They're not sure the exact number of people he unalived because they never caught him. Well, they didn't technically catch him now either. Yeah. So, yeah, it was one of America's biggest cold cases, and no one really knew who the fuck it was. Well, other than Ted Cruz, of course. I think he's, you know, still suspect number one, but, um, never know. So, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, we talked about the Zodiac Killer before, because back in December? Around December, I think, last year, they cracked one of the ciphers. Nothing was really found about it because it was just babbling nonsense. And I didn't look into it because I'm bad at my podcasting job. But there was people talking that he had some sort of like learning disability or something. And that's why a lot of his ciphers were just garbage, pretty much. Just spewing from his face hole. Um... But, I mean, you've got to also give the man credit because he made these ciphers, he toyed with police, he evaded police, and he became one of the most prolific serial killers to date. This, I mean, this is kind of a serial killer, as you mentioned, topic-esque. It doesn't really have to be just about him. Um, but I watched... As you know, how much shit I give... This is a reveal for the podcast. I am now on TikTok. Holy shit! (laughs) As much as I shit talk that app, um, I mainly, I told Brandon, I mainly downloaded it to, like, for true crime, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so Brandon turned me on to one of the, um, I already don't remember his name. Don't say Brandon turned me on! It's a phrase, you turned me on to something. I know, but... (laughs) I feel okay. Uncomfy. Brandon told me to follow someone that does, um, that does true, true crime. I think it was Zach something. Zach glitched or something. Jack. Jack. Close. I see. I was close. Um, and he was talking about that there were multiple serial killers throughout time that actually committed multiple murders while being fully patrolled and surveillance by the police. Like that's absolutely insane to think. Well, and, like, I, I've i noticed it, too, like, just from watching, you know, true crime shit and uh, following cases and going through, like, psychology, because I did take, like, criminology and psychology courses. A lot of these killers just are so close to the investigation, and most of the times it is somebody who's involved with the investigation, and, like, yeah. actual profilers can figure that out if, like, say something isn't revealed to the public and it's only um revealed to police and stuff then like if that information gets out of the killer and they change their pattern or whatever then they know that that person's involved with the investigation somehow yeah which is kind of cool they can use i what, what would you really 
Um, what's the term that you'd really use for that? Um, just what, like I guess, how to use find ev- out? Yeah, like use evidence against your own team to see if one of them's a, like a mole. Oh yeah, it's just like planting planting fake information there you go yeah it's what because like even in like tv shows they do that Mm -hmm. so that like you tell like your small group of detectives that joe did this at this place Mm -hmm. and if it gets out of that circle and that killer changes where they kill or like the pattern that you know it's one of those five yeah secretly it's you being mind controlled Don't mind mm-hmm. control me. Um, yeah, that happens. My chair just broke again. This is okay. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot in like Criminal Minds. They show that because they're like profilers and uh, they deal with a lot of serial killer cases in the show. And yeah, it, I mean, they deduct who could possibly be infiltrating and how they are like working with the police or like helping with the investigations. Um, a lot of times I feel like when they have like their dumping grounds or like there's evidence somewhere, they try and dissuade or try and distract from that location, which is crazy. And like, honestly, with the Zodiac Killer, I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved with the investigation because he was always like 10 steps ahead of the fucking police. Right. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Who out of like the, I guess, famous serial killers are you, I guess you like the most like whether it be motive whether it be killing style I thought you were gonna uh, say who do i relate with most and i was very concerned no god i, I don't know do you relate with them <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah jack the ripper was my uncle <laughs> yikes that one's difficult i mean i really like the story of hh H. holmes just because he was branded as the like america's first serial killer mm-hmm. um first like noted serial killer i guess i'm sure there was like killers before him but like just his whole murder hotel fucking thing and like how he got away with the crimes for so long and just the building itself that all those horrible atrocities happened in yeah kind of cool i mean in a morbid curiosity way and that's the thing it's kind of hard talking about this without sounding like you're a fucking psychopath it's like yeah, the way he strangled his victims in his murder hotel was super cool. Yeah, damn. Wish I could have been one of them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was really, like, his method was kind of crazy, and just the fact that he got away with it for so long, and probably Jack the Ripper, just because they still don't know who the fuck that was, and there's, like, theories circling around, like, was it a woman, was it a man, was it a surgeon was it a midwife because i've heard that yeah. fucking theory enough times that it was I, a I heard i heard like the main one was like surgeon they were going with because of how i guess precise he was mm-hmm. with like his killings yeah the, the midwife one was always cool to me because it's like yeah who's gonna really fucking notice some woman like covered in blood running through the streets of london because it it was <laughs> that's just what happened yeah it was the 1800s well since 1800s like the 18 like 90s i think jack the ripper was when well i'm looking at a list it says jack 1888 kill people i think 1888 yep. was his main year yep. yeah yeah thank you i'm yeah i'd say honestly mine 
Um, I like John Wayne. This is gonna sound weird. I like John Wayne Gacy because um, he used his ties in politics to try and like pick his victims mm-hmm. and also like kind of hide them. But other than that, it was more than likely the monster of the Andes, Mr. Lopez. I think easily he was like well more than I think he was close to four hundred murders by the time he was caught and killed. No, because he's still alive. I don't think he's caught yet. Hmm. Because well, at least from what this little blurb is, yeah, it says more than twenty years since his whereabouts have been unknown. Yeah, I'm not sure the specifics of that case entirely, but. That'd be a fun one to de- delve into. Mm-hmm. Most of his murders were native Colombian and Ecuador. We'll have to do like a, at, we'll have to do like a serial killer week. Yeah, closer to Halloween, that'd be a fun topic. Mm-hmm. Let's go through all the different ones and yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, just to preface, we don't condone the actions. Uh, we're not serial killers. Shut the fuck up. Um, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. um, Stop yelling from my closet. Yeah, we don't condone anything they did. Obviously, they were fucking atrocities and like terrible, terrible people. Um, it's just kind of interesting to get in that mindset and get behind kind of why they did it and like what caused this. And I, I really like kind of following the FBI's perspective and like criminal um, crime busters because you get to kind of see the path that is laid out for them and sometimes it's nothing like the zodiac killers nothing for fucking decades yeah um anyways the reason the main reason that we did bring up the zodiac killer is because they found him boys they got him we did it i mean mission accomplished i mean they did not really he's dead (laughs) but um how does it say how old he was when he died in 18 he was like 70-something? I'm trying to read through this quickly as I scroll down, but just, I don't think it says. I can Google it here quick. Yeah. Um, so basically, the case breakers... I'll kind of just run into this before you find that out. Um, the case breakers are a group of investigators who are retired FBI agents and I think just retired intelligence officers and stuff. Um, they pretty much spend their retired life working, <laughs> um, but they're not technically licensed, I don't think, by the FBI. They do their separate investigations, and then I'm sure they have to report things to the FBI and, you know, the appropriate agencies. But they work on cold cases, and they try and find evidence to link these crimes. And it's getting more and more accessible to do that because of the, you know, the speed at which we are able to solve these crimes just with technology and just the advancements made in like the medical field as well so hopefully like some of these cases that have had no answers for years get solved because i mean that would suck <laughs> like if your family member or whoever is just killed by one of these monsters and then you have no closure or anything it's just like they never caught the guy I mean, obviously, that's not going to bring them back, and it's not going to solve everything, but it is nice to know that person's not going to fucking do that again. And he may have stopped um, his killings, but, I mean, a lot of serial killers don't just quit unless they have a reason to quit. Yeah. 
I feel like if they dig farther in like the 30, 40, whatever years it was, he went silent, they're going to find more. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something. Unless he went through something that he just like ended his yeah. killings. Like, there's got to be something. There's got to be a trail of bodies they find or... There's no way he just stopped. Because, I mean, psychologically, there's always, always, always going to be a trigger that triggers this kind of behavior, and it's hard for them to stop. It's almost like they have to. Like, they are they are against their... I mean, not against their will, but it's just they have to do this to feel satisfied. And usually doesn't stop there unless something happens. So unless he, like got sick or got injured or something or some family event happened that snapped him out of it i don't see that it was just the eight victims or whatever um however many there were um oh as well as your question earlier he would have been 83 this year so he died at 80 because like they don't know i guess in the years he went quiet, if he did, they don't know what happened. He could have went through some like medical trauma yeah. that he was unable to do much, or mm. y- you never know. Like, there's not much. Like, this is pretty recent news, yeah. so like they haven't done a whole lot else of digging into who he was mm. outside of being the Zodiac killer. Whether he had a family or whether he was, like as we mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it yet on the podcast, but like if he had um, some disabilities of some sort. Mm-hmm. that like with his ciphers and stuff but it could have been anything that he went silent yeah definitely um because he would have been about god how old would he have been when he i don't know if it says it this. started yeah i can look it up here quick because uh, they because they would have had a rough profile of the person obviously um so that, you know, people would know who to look out for. Yeah. Because, like, if he was in his, like, 30s or 40s, like, you know, a lot of people will start a family, and, like, that's that's a big reason why he could have stopped, too, is if he had a family. He was 19 when he committed his first murder. Yeah, so, like, that's young. I mean, in the viewpoint that, you know, he could have started a family, he could have fallen in love with somebody who, like, you know maybe filled that void that he was he thought he could only get by killing that could be a reason why he stopped as well yeah like it's so hard to tell and it really sucks that this guy that they think did it um which we'll get into here in a second it really sucks that he's dead <laughs> i mean as as bad as that is to say cuz we'll never know yeah like it would have been insane to interview this guy oh, yeah. find out like w- why he did it like figure out what like, caused him to do this. Like, mm-hmm. he was 28 when he stopped killing, if he did, because his last, um, unaliving was in 69, so he was 28 when his last, you know, unalivent went. When he... <laughs> so, like, that's young. Like, yeah. I know... Who was the youngest person to, like, become a serial killer? Oh, was it... God, that's... Dom- that's... Was it Dahmer? I literally just had it on my page, too. Um, I don't know. I don't think... I feel like Dahmer was in his teens when he... This link mentioned it. Uh, one sec here. Because I know Bunny was in, like, his 30s or something when he started. Because, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer was 18 when he committed his first murder. Um, 
I mean, I feel like if you dig, there's probably younger people. That, yeah. So, it's hard to tell. But even 19, that's fucking young. That's, yeah, exactly. I mean, your brain's not even fully developed. So, like, who knows what kind of head trauma that kid might have had that, like, started it or influenced it entirely, too. Yeah. Um, like there's there's you would know more about it but there's so many things like the smallest thing can make all right now i'm gonna go you know murder people yeah you know more about the psychological side than i do that's for sure well i mean like there's just so much that can go involved with it and like there's still people that fucking irritate me that argue the nature versus nurture uh, argument there are no natural-born serial killers. I'm sorry, there is no fucking evidence for it, and I have done my own research on that. I did a presentation in college. By the way, fucking difficult, because there is no evidence for a natural-born serial killer. It is all what happens in childhood, and in your teens, and in your adulthood. It is always going to be trauma inflicted onto a person that turns them into a serial killer. And yes, mental disorders are a thing that, you know, you're born with and can influence it. Obviously, there are other factors involved. But you're not just born a serial killer. <laughs> it just don't work that way. Um, and, and like, there are some people who are um, brought up in good households. I think Bundy was one of them. Um, oh, yes. His family was, like, good old churchgoers, and he was raised well with good values and everything, and, you know, uh, shit happens. And he went off the deep end, and he started killing people. Um, but again, that's not just because he was born that way. It's because society made him that way. See, I feel like without delving too far into, like, religion stuff, I feel like with all the stuff that's in the Bible, not that I know a lot about it, could even persuade someone that would like like deeply devoted to religion to call like to murder people that are against the beliefs of what's in whatever religion they go for oh most definitely like, there's actual killers that are classified as like angels of death or something and they're pretty much just kill people to save them from themselves and send them to the afterlife because they need to be saved yeah, like, for example, you mentioned that, like, in the Bible, drinking's a sin. So, like, someone could take that, like, to an extreme, go to a bar and kill a bunch of people thinking they're doing God's work. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I think that that, to me, is quite, I guess, interesting's the bad word. Like, I'd love to more learn more about the mindset, but I don't know if I'd be able to, like, sit through, uh, like, psych- psychology yeah. classes, because I'd probably be asleep. Yeah. And that's where, like, mediums like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook are so cool because it's, like, you can consume that kind of content, other people do the research for you, and you can just listen. And it's, yeah. like, a concise, like, 60 to, um, like, 120-second uh, format. Um, diving back into the Zodiac, though, um, they also suspect that he was the uh person responsible for the murder of sherry joe bates in 1966 which is one of the things that they thought would connect them to uh connect him to the uh like that death would also be the zodiac killer 
Uh, but local police disagree with them and say that they're not disconnected. So there is a lot of miscommunication here. And again, without actually fucking knowing his mindset and the answers only he has, it's kind of hard to know. Um, but I mean, there's evidence. I mean, I, I don't want to use air quotes, but I don't want it's, not to. Yeah. It's all basically evidence that these guys dragged up, and who knows if it's going to work out or not. But, um, like, the birthmarks, or not the birthmarks, but, like, the scars on his forehead, yeah. they lined up with the guy that they caught. Um, when you use the guy's name, oh, fuck, what was his name? Does it even say it on here? It should. It's Gary? Gary something? Um... Good old I read through. I didn't see his name. Gary, Gary, I believe it's Gary. Gary Francis Post. There we go. Um, so that's another piece of evidence is when you take Gary Francis Post and you put it into the cipher. I think if you like take away the letters of his name or whatever, it reveals more messages of the cipher. And like these are big fucking coincidences. And Brody and I were talking about this on the way home today. I think. These are big coincidences to just not lead to a guilty verdict. So either he did it, and it was Gary Francis Post, or it's one hell of a fucking frame job. Yeah, exactly. Like, could you imagine, um, as we mentioned before, like, the whoever the Zodiac Killer might be, like, if it's not Gary, um, could be deep into the FBI, like, the police, whatever, and could have done fake sketches mm -hmm. saying that, oh, yeah, he had the scar and was pointing everything towards Gary. Yeah. And it could be this completely random person. Because, I mean, when you look at it, the 1966 murder was two years before they found the first body of the Zodiac Killer. So, you know, the actual Zodiac Killer saying this is a frame job, obviously it's hearsay. But the Zodiac Killer could look at that and be like, hmm, that guy looks like I could pin it on him. And then he could have created the cipher around Gary's name and pin that on him. Like, and that's obviously delving into conspiracy theory territory, so we're not going to, like, delve too much into that. Yeah. But regardless, it is a theory. And um, if that would be, if that were to be the case, that's fucked. Um... And I hope they somehow find more shit uh, to, like, kind of confirm that it's Gary Francis Post. But, uh, obviously, that might take more time. Uh, <laughs> and, and who knows? Like, it could just be a mystery for the ages that we never have an answer for. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, it's like th them releasing his name has, it's only been, what, a week? Probably not even that. two weeks yet. Yeah. yeah. So, like, all this information is still mostly new. So now that they have his name, they could dig back into, like, if there's any records of him, like, figure out where his house was, like, what he did in his free time. They could go back and find all that shit and see if there's more that he did that, that they don't know about. I mean, at the end of the day, who knows what's actually going to happen with that case. Uh, the FBI still have it open. They don't think it's actually 100% solved. Which kind of brings up questions. Like, are they hiding something if you want to go to that extreme of it? Or, you know, maybe they just want to keep it open for just publicity's sake or, like, funding's sake, maybe. Because, I mean, these cold cases, I'm sure... 
like yeah they're kind of closed but as evident or not evidence as technology advances and more stuff comes up i'm sure they'll be able to solve some of this stuff um the same article that talks about the zodiac killer talks about the golden state killer and they were identified in 2018 um and i can't remember when their murder or their their unalivings were uh between 1976 and 1979 and they were identified in 2018 like that's wild how like 40 years that they can get away with it for that long and then just miraculously one day oh we found you mm-hmm. caught the man having tea in a diner like oh that's you <laughs> yeah i just it's crazy to me like obviously you just can't get away with this shit anymore and that's good because of the evidence and stuff but like i wonder how many actual serial killers there are right now either from 40 50 years ago that never got caught and just ones that are careful like uh the fbi has a map of all the the highway killings in america and it's in fucking insane so like how many of those are serial killers too like i i mean it's just a subject that just fascinates me because there's so many contingencies there's so many possible questions that you could pose and I just love the psychology of it. I just love being able to try and get inside the mind of someone like that and uh, and, and investigators as well um, just to see how it kind of runs and works. It's it's wild. you have any questions for the teacher? Um... Not re- I'm trying. I keep looking at this cipher, and I'm like, "Am I, am I having a stroke reading this?" Because <laughs> like some of them are like English letters, yeah. and then it's just a box. It's like, well, that's the thing. It was designed directly from him. Like, who knows what it actually says? Yeah, like they can only think what they know what it says. Yeah, and oh, excuse me, with him. Oh my god, with him not being, he was unalived. You know, due to, I'm assuming, natural causes, they haven't said anything about that yet. Like, no one will know. Like, all that information is gone with him. Well, it's a, it's literally a personal cipher. And that's the thing. People can create codes out of anything. Like, you can assign every letter in the alphabet um, a number and use numbers as your cipher. You can, you know, have the alphabet backwards um and have each uh, each letter hooked up to a to a number like it, there's a billion combinations of what you could do it could be a different language it could be symbols it could be colors it could be whatever so like shit like this yeah i solve it i mean no they, and they have to kind of come to terms with the fact that they're never gonna solve it not completely anyways yeah they'll have even once they get most of it done, like they have to come to a point where it's like enough's enough. We need to focus our attention mm. on someone else, somewhere else, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Fucking America and their goddamn serial killers. Yep. Canada would never. It's not like we had a horrible, horrible serial killer in BC or anything. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. 
I think he was actually one who used the pigs as a disposal method. Good, 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 good times. Yeah, no doubt. I, I watched a video of Jack. I think he did a video on the disposal of pigs method, and it doesn't always work out. Because, like, there's different types of pigs that don't eat, like, human flesh, and it, it takes a while to chew through through everything like through bone and shit so if you're gonna dispose of bodies get the right pigs is what i'm not saying and if we're talking about not ways to get rid of not bodies definitely don't use acid that's that's a bad idea can i use vinegar it's a type of acid you could try you could try i don't know how well it would work i think you I get mean, I'm, not, I'm not gonna try it I'm not gonna try. Yeah, no, don't, don't, definitely don't try it. This is not an ex- a science experiment. I am not going don't to try. Don't do it. I'm not gonna try any of these methods that we have listed. Good, good. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We would never. I might be on several lists for my search history, so you know. Yeah, pretty much. Torture methods, how to get away with murder, you know, serial killers. Ways to dispose of bodies. That's fine. There's probably someone outside our apartment likes taking us out. That's okay. That's fine. We'll invite them in. Or are they staking us out for dinner? Instead of taking, is staking. Get it. <laughs> is it nap time for you? It's time for you to die. Wow! Brody was the serial killer all along. I knew there's I knew there's bodies dropping in this building. Quite literally. You nothing. Quite literally. Off the off the roof. Yeah, is that cat that I threw in the tree? Is a little diversion tactic. Is that why Crackhead Dave was spraying for breeze? Did you pay him to like spray so that there's no like scent <laughs> from the bodies? He's my disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a fucking serial killer. Right. But um, yeah, man, this is, this is quite quite a fun topic to delve into. So no doubt, we'll definitely have to go into the serial killer topic, or even even that, or like we should go into like um horror movies or horror stories. Do a podcast near Halloween. That'd be fun. We should do like I I, I know there's a Reddit page for like people's actual like scary story encounters where they have like i i read this one that was fucking terrifying it was uh this dude that was pretty much living in this woman's attic of hurt yes and she didn't know until she had to leave her house for something and she saw him in the fucking window no thank you i will take i will take that never please yeah, light just your attic on fire. It's fine. Yeah, but like stories like that are cool, so we should definitely yeah. read some of those out on Halloween or around Halloween. No doubt. Halloween is a Sunday, which is when we drop these episodes. So, um. Yeah, we'll definitely be sober enough to do that. Well, I'm hoping to record it not on fucking the day no. we're drinking. What? You don't want to have a podcast where we're just getting absolutely shit faced? Hey. Trying to talk about horror stories? What? It allowed on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. They've got they've got videos where people are drinking and shit. I mean, there's literally a podcast called Cold Ones, and they're always hammered yeah. doing their podcasts. So. Fair enough. 
Um, yeah, that was that was an adventure. Um, I probably would have invited Kyle, but again, I want to keep these guest episodes maybe to one a month. Um, I don't. It is a new month. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's going out in October, so it counts as October. Uh, we do have people that were interested in recording. I don't know if they still are. I don't know where podcast episodes are at, so I couldn't tell you when the next guest episode is. Uh, maybe we'll have Travis on. He was on talking about his, um, well, we were talking about a bunch of things, but he recently moved moved to BC for a better job, so maybe we'll have him on, ask him how that's going, and, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get another voice on, as usual. Uh, maybe I'll hit him up after this and see what he's doing in a couple weeks' time. Yeah. But, yeah, as the, uh, year winds down and, uh, you know, hopefully things are getting back to normal, again, better content in the future. Um, especially with our new jobs, you know, we can actually go out and do things and, uh, not have to worry about other things. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, the last two years have been rough guys, but I'm hoping, hoping, we're all hoping that it's going to be fucking semi-normal soon, or at least get to a stage where we can go do what we want to do again, go to festivals, go to concerts, so... Gotta look forward, not back. Exactly. The past is in the past for a reason. Yes. The present is the present because it's a present. Present. What's what's that saying? The past is something, today is a gift, and tomorrow is a mystery? There's like a it's saying like, for that. Like the past is yesterday, today's the present. The pres- f- future is a history. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but, uh... I, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. He's looking up the quote, everyone. Yeah, apparently there's a few hunt... Yeah, yesterday's the past, tomorrow's the future, but today is a gift. That is what my words were trying to function and say, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you. <laughs> You're one to talk. I don't know what you're saying or, half the fucking time. This is another one that's uh, really important to live by, especially with how rough COVID's been. Um, learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for tomorrow. Boom, peace. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah. that's where <laughs> <laughs> um, Stay strong. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, hopefully you guys are staying safe and healthy, and in a time where the world is divided, try and just, you know, be understanding of everyone and and you know it's taken me a little bit of longer time to realize that um i have people in my life who are you know on one side of this whole social situation the society situation and some on the other and i've just come to the conclusion that you're not going to change people especially not their opinion so strongly as this so just love each other while you can and hold on to that because in the end we're all space dust and we're going to return to the earth. So yeah, none of it matters. The big, yeah. The big thing is no matter if you have friends and family that are for, you know, the vaccine or against it, love everyone. Like they're your friend, their family. There's no room for hate and how terrible this world has been the past yeah. few years. Treat every day. Like you're at a rave, right Brody? Hell Yeah. I don't know. Drop Molly and get okay. drunk, right? Yeah, I was waiting for that, actually. <laughs> I was, I was, as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh boy, where's the drugs? 
Um, wait, no. <laughs> Don't clip that, please. Um, Where are the drugs? <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, watching on YouTube, as always. Um, thanks for the support. And Brody is about to tell you where you can support us on social media. One big thing, uh, this person I've been following, before I get into this, um, everyone's mental health has been shit uh, for these past few years. Everyone tries to hide it. I know it's not the easiest thing to do, especially for guys. Um, if you're struggling, um, Uncrowned Kings is probably like the one of the bigger movements going around right now that are helping guys with their mental health. Um, reach out to them. Reach out to anyone. Family, friends, talk to your dog. Honestly, talking about to anything helps. Just know that there are other options. Here at the B&B Podcast, we love everyone. So reach out to us. We could, we're complete strangers to some yeah. of you, and we're always here. Yeah, DM us. We don't have very many DMs, so you'll definitely get through. Don't worry. All right. Uh, speaking of getting a hold of us, um, the best way to do so is Facebook, Instagram... Getting a hold of us, grabbing us. <gasps> Don't do that. Oh. No. Okay. Uh, that's, it was, <laughs> the best ways to get a hold of us are Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, other than that, um, Brian, I mentioned his streaming and getting back to streaming. So if you want to you know, tune in, give us a follow, give us a sub, uh, Brandon's is CanadianWalker13, and mine is BrodyTY. We both stream on Twitch. Um, I'll get back eventually. The computer's not performing well anymore, so you got to take it as you can. Um, other than that, other ways to support us, uh, we have Redbubble. If you want to buy some shirts, buy some hoodies, whatever you want. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to donate to us, different tiers, different stuff. Um, I'd say you can follow us on TikTok, but I'm probably never going to post a video in my life. So follow me if you want. But I don't expect anything. I don't even know what my username is. I Brody Ty. How do you know that? Because when you send me a video, it shows your name at the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just know. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, that's my username for a lot of shit. So if you're looking for um, me on like anything, like Battle.net. Steam. Most of it is just Brody Ty. I hope I hope I hope I post this clip on like TikTok and it goes viral and you have like thousands of. Yeah, I wake up in the morning with like a million <laughs> followers. And I'm like, all right, now I gotta have to. This is my loft now. Yeah. And you know, before we wrap this, that's another thing. People say COVID brought so many bad things. This quarantine brought bad things, but you gotta think of all the good it's done too. Like, there's people who would have had no name for themselves that within a year, within months, made names on whatever social media it is. Like, whether they became a streamer, became an influencer, became a TikTok creator. Like, there's so much good that has come from this, it's wild. So remember, look at the positives, not the negatives in your life. Do that. Be like a river and slow it. <laughs> I need to go to bed. Don't be like Brandon and have a stroke. <laughs> I had stroke today. Please help. Um, also, and the bombulence. Get your get your eight hours of sleep a night because I fucking did. The fuck is that? Exactly. 
Anyways, thank you guys so much for the support. Sorry for the rambles at the end. Uh, love you guys. Thank you again for watching and listening. And we'll see you next time. Signing off. Now I gotta go hold a knife to Brody's throat for a thumbnail. Bye! <laughs>